When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up and welcome to Kind of Funny's The Matrix in Review. That's right. We are ranking and reviewing and recapping every Matrix movie leading into Matrix Resurrections coming out later this year. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the big dog, Kevin Coelho. What up, dude? The producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Tim, when I text you, I know Kung Fu, Mm -hmm. your response is what, Paris? What is he supposed to respond with? Whoa. (laughs) and of course that voice making his debut on kind of funny in review it is the one and only paris lily actually i should have said show me but keanu's so well you know i know this movie so well that I have zero notes in front of me, and I guarantee you I'm going to have a ton to say because I've just seen it so many times, and I love it so much. I'm, I'm just excited to talk about it. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on this, man, because interviews uh probably my favorite show we get to do here, and I, I'm always excited to share it with people that love certain franchises. And you, when we were talking about Matrix, you're like, dude, I got to get on this stuff. Like, I this is my shit. So I can't yeah. wait to have you joining us for this journey. Andy will be joining us as well. Uh, he is dealing with some stuff right now, so he is not going to be on this episode. But he will be on the rest of the episodes, rest assured. But we're going to get into it right now. Of course, this is kind of funnies in review, where each and every week we get to to rank, review, and recap two different movie franchises for the rest of the year. We are doing The Matrix, and we are continuing our Spider-Man rewatch, making our way to Spider-Man No Way Home. Very excited about all that. You can catch up on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com if you want to get the show as a podcast all you got to do is search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny in review and we'll be right there for you but if you wanted to get the show ad free if you wanted to watch live as we record it you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny just like our patreon producers molecule and pranksy have done thank you so very very much today we're brought to you by MeUndies trade copy warby parker and shin megami tensei five but i'll tell you all about that later for now let's get right into it we're talking about the matrix with a runtime of two hours and 16 minutes it was released on march 31st 1999 by the middle of 2002 the famous bullet time sequence had been spoofed in over 20 different movies (laughs) so yeah this movie was kind of a big deal uh it was directed by the wachowskis lana and lily collectively known as the wachowskis the sisters have worked as a writing and directing team through most of their careers they're made they they made their directing debut in 96 with Bound and then achieved fame and success with The Matrix in 1999, a major box office success for which they won the Saturn Award for Best Director. They wrote and directed its two sequels, The Matrix Reloaded and Matrix Revolutions, that we'll be covering in the coming weeks, both in 2003, which is utterly insane to think about, and were involved in the writing and production of other works in The Matrix franchises. 
uh, franchise. They went on to write and produce the 2005 film V for Vendetta. And probably most importantly, Nick, mm. in 2008, they released so the good. seminal film Speed Racer. Oh of God, course. They nailed it. Never did anything after that. They just retired. They were like, <laughs> it can't get any worse than this movie. Oh, can't get any better, everybody. Can't get any better. Paris, what are your thoughts on Speed Racer? You know, <laughs> it's, I, I've not seen it in a long time. But and that's not, don't play okay, okay. I'll stay. I'll stay out of it. Other than other than I say, it wasn't as bad as I think people say it is. Thank you, thank you. It's amazing, everybody. That's what Paris just said. Uh, but moving <laughs> on from that, that, right, Kevin? Let's go. Uh, the music was done by Don Davis, which is kind of surprising. Not a, a big known name, but the budget for this movie wasn't high, so I guess it's not too big of a surprise. Uh, but he hadn't done anything too crazy. He did uh, Jurassic Park 3, but a lot of that was just kind of adapting previous uh, John Williams scores. Uh, then he did Matrix 1 through 3 and Adam Matrix. The, old, the biggest thing besides that was behind enemy lines um oh, and i'm a little okay. surprised because like the score to this is pretty damn cool that's great yeah yeah um it's had a budget of 63 million dollars and a box office of 466 million dollars and boy golly did it win a lot of awards it won four academy awards for best visual effects best film editing best sound and best sound editing it won all four categories it was nominated for that year at the academy awards this is the largest clean sweep of nominated categories for a film not nominated for best picture so that's kind of interesting wow right? it's one of those things for best picture because yeah. the academy sucks that's yeah. why because mm-hmm. they saw this as an action movie and they didn't i it's one of those where if you listen to what they're talking about the themes and the ideas they're playing with here are so incredibly cool and deep that i would mm-hmm. i would argue that this is a well for lack of a better term a real movie right which, which <laughs> the academy of course makes some stupid distinction it's a very now serious movie yeah. it's but it is a serious movie and there's actually going back and watching it again i'm like there's actually not as much action in this movie as i remember a no, lot of it isn't. is Really just these nuanced scenes between like Morpheus and Trinity and Neo talking about reality and, cool and the civilization. Theory. I mean, it's all, yeah, it's it's really, really cool. And a lot of it's just laying lore for this movie that, you know, when we walked out of the theaters, I'm sure I was all like that. I was like, that was great. That was perfect. We don't need more of this. And then, of course, we did get more of it, which is cool. But mm-hmm. it's it's. Man, it's it, yeah. It was it was a, it was a crying shame that by, if this movie had come out now and had the cultural impact that it did, I think people would just be so pissed off if it didn't get nominated for best picture. Yeah, yeah I, I was I was actually going to say if this would have because I think the narrative with the Academy's changed since The Dark Knight. I think if this came out after The Dark Knight, it probably would have. Absolutely. You know, yeah. because I, I agree with everything you're saying. I think this movie is is so deep on a philosophical level. That I think the first time you watch it, a lot of it goes over your head, but there's just enough action in there. By the time Neo flies away at the end, you're literally going, whoa, this was amazing, right? Which is, look, can we talk about that for a second? Tim, do you have more? Uh, just the last thing I want to say here is it did win a whole bunch of other awards, including uh, BAFTA Awards, Saturn Awards. The film is considered to be among the best science fiction films of all time. It was added to the National Film Registry for Preservation in 2012. I always love when we're doing a movie that has that because that's that's like such a cool, fun piece of history. Uh, but Nick, go for it. What, what did you think about The Matrix? Uh, I love this movie and I was a little trepidatious going back as you know like going back and watching movies that that are a couple decades old can be a crapshoot sometimes sometimes you're like oh that didn't age so well and some and, and in this particular instance I started this movie and I started thinking oh no am I is my perception of this movie off some of the effects aren't that great Keanu's acting is prime Keanu and <laughs> a lot of it's very green and I started thinking to myself like wow this movie does look a little dated 
By the time you get to him hanging up the phone, and as he hangs up the phone, Rage Against the Machines wake up kicks off, and then he looks up into the sky and you hear the cacophony of him flying as the song kicks right in. I'm like, this is a 10 out of 10 movie. There's, and by the way, I challenge anyone watching this in the comments right now, is there a movie with a better ending than that? I guarantee you can't come up with one. That is a perfect ending to it. a near perfect movie. Kevin Coelho, what do you think? I mean, this movie is phenomenal. It's crazy. I think that, that right now it suffers from I've seen it too many times where it's like kind of felt a little slow for me. Uh, and I feel like that third act, they kind of like, oh, what do we do? And it's like, OK, let's just quickly zoom through stuff. Um, but like it's. Again, I think I only have this critique because I've seen it so many damn times and like it's so good. And like the ideas that it plays with are so like next level stuff. It's very, very enjoyable. And like I feel like visually it still does pretty well. Like there are a couple shots there that are a little Some like, of the squid stuff. Oh, you're like, ooh, yeah, we could have no, got a little pass on that. I don't know. I, I like the squid stuff. For, for me, it's more of the like random like gun, you know, them jumping and everything mm. slows the, the bullet time, right? Where people look a little CG more than they than I'd want them to. Yeah, I I'm saving you for last, Paris, because I feel like you're you're the expert here. But uh, <laughs> I utterly love this movie. I, I'm right there with Nick. That starting it up, I had this moment of like fear of like, oh fuck, is this not as good as I remember it? Like, did we just give this way too much credit? And I think that it took maybe like not long, but maybe like ten minutes for me to be like, oh wait, no no no, this is freaking awesome. And I feel like all of that is kind of necessary to lull you into this world that is a very weird world and kind of on purpose, right? And I I feel like all the the artistry, all the things that they that we've talked about for years, the Easter eggy type stuff of like everything in the Matrix has the green tint, everything outside of the Matrix has more of a blue tint, all that. It's like mm -hmm. that is so damn cool and like love that type of visual storytelling. Uh, but for me, what impressed me the most is how much this reminded me of. Of a Nintendo game where the effects were so pivotal and like groundbreaking at the time but there is that worry of will they hold up in in 2021 when we we've seen CG kind of age so much but I think that the Matrix the the choices they made with the special effects kind of are more similar to Nintendo art style choices as opposed to graphical limitations where GameCube games still look fantastic because there were choices being made with the mm -hmm. art style. And I think that the Matrix for all the goofy looking stuff, I believe that in that world, that's how it looks, you know, and I, and I love that what we're seeing from Resurrections in the trailer, uh, we're seeing a lot of that too. It kind of just seems like they're almost trying to go back in time with some of the CG because that is how it looks in this world. It's not supposed to look better. And I love that because that is such a, a bold decision to, to commit to, but I think it really works in service of this amazing cast of characters. Of course, the story is so damn cool. And I love that this works as an action movie. It works as a deeper movie. Uh, I feel like anytime it starts getting a little too heady and they're kind of just going in circles with words, it's, they always write themselves into a place where it makes enough sense that you can kind of like not excuse it, but like make sense of it. I think that's the bigger, the biggest like uh, pro for me when it comes to how ridiculous this narrative can be and how meta it can kind of get like they, they, 
they're in control of the writing. And I think that that's a key thing. Nick, you had your hand raised. I was just going to say on, on the on the front of the special effects stuff, I think the stuff that does hold up is everything they did practically. And I think that's because it's a specific style that I think they nailed. And going back and watching that, it's like it's it's what's you're watching a classic at this point. That stuff was for American audiences. It blew people's freaking brains away when we first saw the bullet time stuff. When you first see Trinity jump up and the camera freezes and we go around her, I was like, I'm watching something new now. This is a different world. And even some of the stuff that doesn't work, like, for instance, I, one of the effects that always sticks out in my brain of being like, oh, I wish they had something different with that. It's when she javelins herself across the building and, and, <laughs> yeah. it, and it sticks out. You're like, oh, it's not great. But it is immediately followed by a real actor tumbling down the stairs and Carrie Ann Moss pulling up both those guns and then doing that wonderful line where she's like, get up, Trinity. Get up. Oh, that's a good line. bit and, of trivia. It's, it's just perfect. Love bit it. of trivia on on that scene on exactly what you're talking about when she goes through the window their original vision was for her to jump onto a train like as as she's being chased across the rooftop she would literally jump onto a train and get away from the agents and i think if you look at uh resurrections what we've seen in the the trailer maybe they're going to try and recreate that you know oh, now that special cool. effects are, are better um Paris, i guess i'm talking yeah yeah Give i guess i'm thoughts, talking man. what do you so, think about the matrix so for me March 31st, 1999 was, was transformative um, as, as far as the way that I view cinema and, and sci-fi. Um, I, I think one credit that I have to give to Warner Brothers going back then was the marketing because it was what is the Matrix. We, you didn't know what the Matrix was. And then when you go with what Morpheus even tells Neo, you know, you can't be told what the Matrix is. You have to experience it for yourself. And that's literally what what this movie is. You get to understand what the Matrix is, obviously, as you go through it. But that opening with with Agent Smith rolling up and he's talking to the to the police. They're like, I sent two units. We're bringing her down now. And he's like, no, Lieutenant, your men are already dead. And you're like, wait, what? And then the whole thing with Trinity and she takes everyone out in the room at that point. You don't know if she's a, a good guy, villain, anything. Everything is so up in the air on what's going on. And then obviously um, when Agent Smith tries to run her over in the telephone booth as she's trying to, you know, get out of the Matrix and she's gone, you're like, well, where the hell did she go? What's going on here? It's that whole opening scene for me. And like you said, it's been, you know, 20 plus years now. I, I at least watch the Matrix probably at least three or four times a year, every year, probably <laughs> since it's come out. I mean, that that's just how much I love that movie. I think if you treat it as a standalone thing, like, like Nick said, it's a 10 out of 10. It's, it's one of the best movies ever made. And it throws so many philosophical things at you that on repeat viewings, you're always pulling something new out of it. And you're like, Oh my God, I didn't even think of it that way. I didn't think of this that way. There's all the action. I know Kung Fu, you know, the, the fact that there's this artificial world, you, you have Morpheus, that whole scene where he's like, you know, what is real? How do you define real? It, it makes you think. And that's the beauty of this. Look, Keanu is Keanu in it, especially back then, but you had so many other solid actors around him. And uh, again, just, um, blanking on his name but but agent smith i mean to me hugo weaving yeah hugo thank you hugo weaving just some of the speeches that he has in there is wow. just it's so iconic and he has that like wonderful when he, yeah, the part where he's like squeezing yeah, his head he's yes, like a stench yes, of it. and then his yes, comes so in and is like bro what are you doing <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, cool man okay, yeah it's it's thing. it's just so good i, I know we're gonna get into all this so i i, I won't quote everything but i will say this the, the one thing with agent smith i i just love when he's interrogating morpheus and 
he's talking about humanity and that we're a virus. And it's like you sit there and you think about it and you're like, oh, shit, we are. I mean, he's, he's spot on. And the fact that the machines tried to give us a utopia and we rejected it. We, we couldn't so handle we cool. couldn't handle utopia. We had to have the chaos that that is our, our, our normal world. That is the real world. And that's, you know, what they decided to, to give us because that's what worked for us. It's like all that stuff just is like literally, you know, whoa, right. When you when you think about that. But to back to the point, um, I absolutely adore this movie. Um, I, like I said, I obviously could talk about it all day. I just think there's just so many iconic moments that came out of it that just changed the landscape of, of, of movies. I mean, like you talk about bullet time, we've seen it copied so much that it's an afterthought at this point. So it's like, I'm even curious when we get resurrections, I don't even think there's anything they could do brand new that like, like Nick was saying back then in 99, you're seeing all this stuff and it's like, mm-hmm. we'd never seen any of this stuff before. And, and that's what was so mind blowing about it. So yeah, this, this is an iconic movie, 10 out of 10. Um, yeah. I, I, I just adore it. I can what, talk about it all day. What's cool about you using the word iconic, I feel like this might be one of the most iconic movies of all time because it's not just like, oh, that iconic scene or that iconic scene. I feel like every single scene is iconic. Like even down to the uh, early on when when uh, Neo is at his job and Morpheus is like on the phone with him and like kind of mm-hmm. like, hey, you need to get low. You need to do all this stuff. It's yes. just, that is such a dope scene just by itself where it's like, how is he seeing him? How is he mm-hmm. watching him? How does he know what's going on? It's like, there's a magic to it all, you know? And I just feel like it's not just like the action scenes that are iconic. It's not just the lines that are iconic. It's not just uh, that motherfucker Cypher eating the the steak, talking about it. That's yes. iconic. It's like, it's all of these iconic moments that don't just read iconic. They, they're, they're memorable for a reason, but they add up to telling a fantastic story with an amazing group of, of people that you legitimately care about. So when people are dying, you're like, no, how, how about this? Just going on that scene, like you said, where he's in the office building and the agents are coming and he's talking to Morpheus. Go back to the very beginning of that. He's late to work and he's talking to his boss. Mm-hmm. His boss literally tells you the entire movie the entire right movie. then and there. I love that. I he goes, that until this one. yeah, yeah. He goes, you know, you have a problem with authority. You think the rules do not apply to you. It's like it's it's all just right there in that scene. And, and it's so good because he's obviously not understanding what his potential is and, and who he is. And then, you know, we obviously go from there and the agents come and get him. And, he, you know, he's, he still doesn't believe, which I'm sure we'll get into later. But it's just little things like that. You can even go earlier to that, the, the conversation with um, Choi and DuJour. You know, DuJour has the white rabbit. and You know, mm-hmm. he's told to follow the white rabbit. And Choi tells him, you're my savior, man. You're my own personal Jesus Christ, because it's literally who he is. It's yeah. the whole yeah. movie is a G, is a Jesus metaphor, right? And that's mm-hmm. him realizing that he is the one to save humanity. Again, like you said, it's it's just iconic, all of it. Yeah. All right, I mean, let's get into it. Let's right. get into the plot, Nick. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 1999. A 19-year-old Nick Scarpino sits in the theater. Doesn't know what we're gonna get. Right. Remember that part? We're like, we don't know what we're going to get here. Yeah. Now, Paris, I need your help with this one. We already, I, I, you haven't done one of these with me, but I like to start off with an iconic line from the movie. And unfortunately, this movie has so many iconic lines to choose from. I'm going to give you three options. One, two, or three. Okay. Which one would you like to pick? Three. Did you ever have a dream that you were sure was real? What if you were unable to wake from that dream? How would you know the difference between the dream world 
and the real world. Welcome to the Matrix, ladies and gentlemen. I know Kung Man, Fu, Tim. Show me. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody give it to me once. Uh, we start with, of course, you want to talk about iconic, nothing more iconic than the lines of green code crawling vertically across the screen as it forms the title of the Matrix. And then we see it, man. Everyone's favorite thing from the 90s and 80s, an MS-DOS prompt. <laughs> and we hear the <laughs> dial-up modem. Remember those, Paris? Remember dial-up modems? Yes. <laughs> Honestly, that that is one of the funniest things yeah. about this movie is that the, the computers are these old-school-ass, like, computers, right? Mm -hmm. And it's, like, such a moment in time that 20, 30 years from now, people are going to look back on it. I, at some point, it's going to be weird. You know, like, I, I feel it, like now I mean, we it, still – it's weird, but we have the memories of it. We still knew like about we, it. I just think we, it's We stylized. never had computers that were all green like that because, like, right? Like, that's – that's my thing is with I'm yeah. with Kevin on this one. Where I think they tweaked it just enough, yeah, so that we'll look back on it and it'll be a style. It'll mm -hmm. be a style choice, not a functional choice. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, because they could have like done whatever real, they wanted. Yeah, yeah, because they also have cell phones. I mean, it's not like they have technology yeah, in this. But I do think though. it's all of the cell phones in this oh, movie and later the ones Nokia. Are so yeah, there's there's a wonderful moment too where um where uh, uh, Neo's like hacking things. And he's got a machine that's dialing it for him, like the the roto, yeah, yeah. which I never noticed before. I was like, that's really cool. A lot of the stuff having having to do the synopsis for this, I had to like go back and look at specific things. And there's so many Easter eggs and things all over the place. To Paris's earlier point, like a lot of the foreshadowing is just laid out here. Uh, but of course, the first person we hear is Trinity, who calls Cipher and gives him shit for she, who gives her shit for liking Neo because uh, Morpheus thinks he's the one. Uh, and Tim. That's the question I had for you here. If we were to vote on the one for kind of funny, uh, can I be the one? Can I be the kind of funny as the one? Definitely I don't know. Yeah, you Nick. are a cypher yeah. for sure. You're Nick. a cypher ass oh, motherfucker, dude. Uh, <laughs> well, he's just tired. He just wants to go back to his normal world. Hey, he made a mistake, you know? But to, but to that point, there's I my so, yep. uh, D was watching this too because we're she's gonna watch all the series with us uh leading up to the Matrix because she's excited to watch the fourth. And she got to that scene and she's like, I gotta be honest with you, I kind of see his point. Like yeah. this, and I, mean, I was like, there's... I kind of do too. Like, if there's no difference between if you don't know that you're in a simulation, mm -hmm. then that's why right. not just stay in the simulation? Exactly, yeah. ignorance is bliss. And that's I the mean, other th thing. There's... The other question. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Now, there, there's just a bunch of stuff that we're gonna get into, and in, like, we're gonna get into movies. it. We're gonna get into it because yeah. there's moments in this where I want to ask Paris questions because Paris is the Matrix uh, <laughs> expert. So we're gonna get into that. We're gonna call him. No, Oracle. dang it. No, not Oracle. What's the one? The guy at the end was like Visa V. <laughs> <laughs> the guy at the end of three. Oh, yeah, the like, architect. No, the architect. Yeah, architect. I'm calling yeah, yeah, yeah. the architect from now on. <laughs> you're going to be the architect. I'll be Cypher. Wait, Tim, something... you're my trinity. Thank you. Can I be Mouse? I'm no, Kevin's, Kevin's I'm 100 percent Mouse. Yeah. Oh, wow. Makes a little bit of guns tank. Wait, yeah. Uh, uh, I was just going to say, interesting, I didn't think about this ever before, and this time watching it, um, when Trinity is like talking to him on the phone, like we know that they have like kind of a relation or he has a crush on trinity right cypher mm -hmm. and yes. cypher is shocked that she's the one answering the phone because someone else was supposed to be there and when um because this was like his test with the agents yes, right this, he's the one so that ratted he would, her out yeah he was ratting mm. out whoever was there to prove and she that said he i was, picked up a, yeah she says something like i picked up the shift or something like that and he was yeah. like uh oh yeah so that that when they they were trying to kill this this person right to to mm. show that Cypher actually had an inside info. Yeah. And they have it that is line too at the end of this where they go, yeah. the, the informant was correct or whatever. That's we'll right. Yeah. It's yeah. the first time I've noticed that. That's cool. 
That was cool. Yeah. I never noticed that before either. Um, of course, this kicks off the scene Paris was talking about earlier where uh, we see cops file in and they hold Trinity at gunpoint. We don't see her yet. She just puts her hands behind her back. We cut down to the street where the agents, uh, Agent Smith, I want to say Agent Brown, and I forget the other guy's name, um, roll up. And they start talking to the lieutenant, and this guy's like, listen, Tim, well, I sent two of my units up there. I think they can handle one little girl. And he's like, no, your men are already dead. And that is a great line. No, lieutenant, excuse me. Your men are already dead. And the guy's like, what? And then, of course, this kicks off the first action scene. And again, like this was the moment where she jumps up into the air, does a little like the, that pose. The camera bullet times around her. She kicks that guy's ass. And then as they're shooting at her, she runs up the side of the wall. Yeah. So dope. So Just dope. Cool. everything about this was um, watching this. And when I was 19, I'm like, this is just going to be everything from now on. People are going to do this all the time. Cause and it's they so did. cool. And so exhilarating. They did it so much that it kind of, I feel like watching it now, it's like, Oh, it loses its specialness. You know, oh, I think like, they still did it perfectly though. You know, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's cool, but it's also like, we've seen it so many times. I always remember, what was it? The, um, scary movie too, I think did it too, where mm. it, like they stop midway and make some comment. And like, that's the definitive one in my mind. So when I see this one, I'm like, oh yeah, it's been done a lot. Unfortunate, Kev. <laughs> it is, um, it is. And it sucks. I know it. It's not right. We kick over, of course, to the agents busting in and they chase her up to the rooftops. I love this shot because it's all done practically with a, with an actual set. Uh, and then she jumps a little bit of green screen here uh, as, the, as the agents are shooting at her, bursts through the window or, or the, sorry, the door to the staircase, falls down the staircase and immediately whips out both of her pistols. And I just I love this moment because one of the strengths of the movie that we, we've kind of touched on a little bit, but I think we should talk about now is the casting of this film. Like the three leads, or the four leads, really. Uh, you've got Keanu Reeves, you got Carrie Ann Moss, you have Lawrence Fishburne, and you've got Hugo Weaving. Are just three of them are just some of the best actors. <laughs> you, it I really honestly, is. And Carrie Ann Moss is awesome in this. She carries so many of these scenes. But I also feel like go even further. Like Cipher is so good at his role. Oh, Joe Pantoliano? Are you kidding me? Yeah. He also carries so Bad Boys. Yeah, yeah, Joey Pants is great. Yeah. Come on, Joey yeah. Pants. Um, this moment here is one of my favorites in the film. Trinity has a lot of idiot, like like smaller nuanced things that she does that I really love in this. And we'll get to another one in a second. But this one where she whips both the guns out. And it has a moment of vulnerability where she goes, get up, Trinity. Mm-hmm. Just get up. Get up. Like she has to tell herself she's so scared of whatever this thing is that's chasing her that she has to will herself back to her feet so she can run uh, of course over to the payphone she's called morpheus who's given her a way out all of this stuff is tended like so cool to me i was like how where's she going what's happening i don't understand what's going on and then of course as she uh gets into the phone booth it starts to ring she looks over and sees the uh dump truck or garbage truck uh coming to like whip whip a 180 and come right toward her and she does this mannerism twice in this film and i love it i absolutely love it as it's about to smash into her she picks up the phone and puts her hand on the glass at like as if to try and stop Brace the it, inevitable yeah. of yeah. this massive truck like plowing through the phone booth she's in. And then, of course, when the agents get there, she is gone. But the informant was correct. Uh, and now we've got the trace going and we're going to find this person that Morpheus is looking for. And we cut through the phone over into the screen of Neo, who is played by the venerable, the lovable Keanu, John Wick himself, Mr. Keanu Reeves. The, the noise uh, they no, make just, also when people are getting sucked into the Matrix. Yeah, so cool. like that's the sound yeah. design yeah. in general. It's so good. Yeah, the sound so design well and the music is just like the licensed music as well as the score. 
I just love it. It's so moment in time. This is such a like fucking cool cyberpunky world. And yeah. the, the use of Moby, the use of like all of the, the random ass electronic songs, Rob Zombie. It's like, let's go, man. It you've really got, kind of like sets the vibe. On this on this soundtrack, you've got Prodigy, you've got you've got Rage Against the Machine, you've got Rob Zombie, you've got I I forget the there's like so many propeller head which is my favorite song on this whole thing that's the moment when they walk into the uh, the lobby and it's the oh, whole yeah. lobby scene and it just kicks off with that dope ass baseline but speaking of weight rage against the machine again you want to talk about a movie that's perfectly bookended and has great foreshadowing uh his screen goes blank he wakes up and what do we see what are the first words i'll give anyone a prize for the first words we see on the screen being typed Wake by up. morphia Wake Neo. up, Neo, is what it says. And he course, wakes up seven times in this movie. I don't know what that means, but that is a trivia fact. Lucky number seven. Uh, and, of course, that that wake up line is mirrored uh, by Zach De La Rocha at the end of this when he's just screaming, wake up, at the end with the with that amazing song, wake, entitled Wake Up, uh, from Rage Against the Machine over the credits, which is 10 out of 10 for me as well. Uh, and that appears on the screen. He says, the Matrix has you follow the white rabbit. And, again, you want to talk about people that have their heads on straight? You watch the Matrix uh, Resurrections trailer and they use the White Rabbit song. Yes. It's just so, it's so good. Everyone that's so a Matrix fan is just like, come on, dude. I thought we were done. You brought me back in. <laughs> um, and you got to give it. You got to give it to Keanu Reeves. It's <laughs> just so bad in this movie. But it's also what? perfect I, it because so he's perfect. so unassuming. Yeah. You know, yep. he's just such a lovable lovable person he's gotten better to his credit uh he gets a knock on the door of course some of his clients come back uh to pick up a floppy disk which he has hidden in a copy i never noticed this before of a book entitled simulacra and simulation uh specifically in the chapter entitled nihilism that was pretty interesting uh, and of course, this was like the first time I had ever really understood the concept of simulation theory of like, are we all in a simulation and all that stuff? So it's pretty cool. This is pretty heady stuff. Uh, of course, they invite him to a club and he's like, nah, I got some stuff to do until he sees the white rabbit tattoo on DeJour's shoulder. And he's like, okay, off we uh, go. Pa- pause on that. I, it, it's never explicitly stated, but I'm, I'm convinced that, that DeJour and, and Choi at least are, are from Zion. I think they're mm-hmm. also, also people that were coming oh, into the matrix so, so different crew so they're using choi they're using them to basically t- like in other words morpheus would have used them to test neo to see if he quote unquote had the skills mm-hmm. which is what the disc is all about oh. once he quote unquote passed that test follow because you know trinity obviously knows they're coming and going to this club right. how does trinity know good point follow the white rabbit trinity's at the club it's a safe place which again assumption is that club hell i know we're skipping ahead to to uh, reloaded in revolutions, but is that the Merovingian spot that they're mm, at? That that's never stated either. Well, I'll tell you. I, what I, I have a question here. Sure. So what what is Neo's character doing? Like, is this, are we just supposed to? We don't need to worry about it too much. It's he's a hacker, yeah. cyber crimes. Like, so, yeah. Like, what what did like what could that guy possibly be like? Oh, you're my Jesus with this computer disc with what well he, he he's clearly doing stuff on the dark web and and trinity obviously was was someone that preceded him mm-hmm. as doing this because he viewed trinity as a legend like i didn't you know i didn't know you're a woman you know you're the one that cracked the irs you know database so the assumption here again is he he's doing some really crooked stuff right yeah. doing some really illegal stuff yeah. that i guess Choi probably needed this disc to be able to to do himself which is why he got neo to create it for him Allegedly, I mean, uh, Tim, it's, it's very much, well, it's very know, much like when, <laughs> when Snow Mike Mike streams for our channel, 
And then at night he goes and streams for his own channel. It's exactly like that. Only way more insidious and super illegal. We kick off, of course, this club with another club banger, as the kids call it, Paris. Rob Zombie's Dragula. You remember this song? Dude, how could you forget this song? (laughs) This song in 1999, you could not get away from it. It was in every video game. Every single video game. It was so cool. It was so cool. It's cool as hell. It was this one, but this wasn't this wasn't the popular Rob Zombie song, right? Which one was was it more human than human? That was that was the big Rob Zombie. That was the one I remember hearing first. And again, a riff off of Blade Runner. Anyway, uh, Trinity introduces herself to Neo, and uh, he's like, "I always thought you were a guy." And she goes, "Most guys do." Mm-hmm. Which is a great little line for her. I also love that they call her Trinity, which of course has very religious implications. Uh, going along going along the the lines of the Jesus. Uh, and and the biblical themes here, Trinity, the Holy Trinity, all that stuff. At least that's and the cool thing is uh, Morpheus is the god of dreams, which mm-hmm. is like uh, is. an interesting name for his character. Right. Kind of ironic. And uh, Neo just means new. So there mm-hmm. you go. Um, actually, I don't know what Neo's the significance is there. I just kind of made that up, but I assume nope, that's it, the case. It means new. Okay. It's. No. I I never realized that uh, those two characters were Choi and Dojur, mm-hmm. which means choice of the day. Mm, that's yeah. interesting i never that's, thought that that's cool yeah now i'll say this these names are amazing but they don't hold a candle to the amazing handles from the movie hackers okay <laughs> nothing gets better than zero cool nothing right. paris knows i'm right that's why he's laughing uh the next morning neo i did see uh she warns him that he's in danger uh so she knows it's been looking for an answer the only question that matters what is the matrix here's a question i have for paris because this is one of the 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 not, I'm not going to say a flaw of this movie, but why don't they just pick him up here? Why do they let him go to work the next day, knowing he's in danger, knowing the agents are looking for him? Yeah, you actually, that's, that's a great question because you would think at this point he's right in front of you. My only assumption is this was Trinity had, sizing him up, maybe? Testing him, yeah, maybe. And then, and then reporting back to Morpheus, and Morpheus is like, okay, because if you skip ahead to, to the next scene, which you will, you know, in, in the mm-hmm. plot, Morpheus says that if they knew what I knew, you'd already be dead. Yeah. But, you know, we basically run out of time. In other You're words, maybe they thought they had more time. That's they didn't the, know that the agents were on to him. So, all right, Morpheus is like, well, screw it. Now we got to go to plan B. Let's go get him now. I, th- I think another important thing is that, like, you have to choose this because it's so radically, like, it's going to s- change everything you understand so radically that if you don't choose it, it it could be too much for your mind to take. And that's mm-hmm. why there's the, the when he comes out of it, there's the scene where they're, they're like, you know, sorry, you know, typically there's an age limit and you're right up against it, right? Yeah, that was and that's yeah. something I never actually yeah. figured picked up before mm-hmm. before this watch too. I was like, well, what is the age limit? And is it like is it like uh, is that the same age limit that Yoda had for all the Padawans? Like, what's going on here? Is it? Can I still get out of the Matrix? This is what I want to know. This is what I want out of no, this. No, you're in there forever. But you Damn like it better. Which, you actually have well, been out. You betrayed all your friends and got back in. Cool. Which cool. that would make <laughs> sense with with the age thing, because obviously that that was a big deal. That again, maybe that's why they didn't grab him right then. That this was supposed to be a slow burn right. to get him to understand that yo, this world you're in is not real. We need to get you out instead of just rushing to do it all at once. Uh, of course, the next morning, Neo heads in late to his job at Metacortex. 
It's the name of this business. And his boss tells him he sucks uh, while people <laughs> clean the window outside. Love all the visual, visual imagery here, too, because there's people literally outside that are obscuring his view. And as his boss is telling him the time has come to make a choice, Mr. Anderson, be on time or find another job, they're literally cleaning the window so he can see, which is cool. Yes. And I, I love um, that, too, because it's, uh, it's uh, kind of great storytelling for the, the set piece we're about to get of him having to go mm. out on the the on scaffolding limb. literally there, so. out on a limb yeah and like that that stuff's so cool but like even the sound design of this scene is so unnerving because the boss is talking to him and you just hear even when you don't see it on camera you just hear the scraping Ooh, of yeah, the the, the windows down it's like yeah. damn that's really really cool uh later he gets a courier uh package with a nokia 8110 in it and man when I, I think I speak for all of us when I say I wanted yeah. one of these. But yeah, we all wanted that phone. Everybody wanted that phone. It was so expensive, so cool. though. Yeah. It was it was like $1,000 or some shit like that. I was like, I it's can't afford like that. I'm, I'm getting the original Nokia either. that doesn't flip or do any of that stuff. I mean, right? That was the only difference. Part of it popped down. It no, even it, had a smaller... Kevin, it slid down. That's even cooler. Oh, it yeah, slid right. down. Yeah, you yeah. click it, but it, it didn't, slides. But you couldn't play Snake on it, right? The no, screen was just phone numbers. I barely remember yesterday. Uh, and who's on the other line? That's right. It rings and it's Morpheus. And he tells Neo, you're out of, we're out of time. And Neo tells him, why didn't you just pick me up last night? And Morpheus is like, agree to disagree. Okay. Trinity's got to do her job. Uh, agents are coming to find him and Morpheus helps him get out of the office. Uh, and there's just this great, <laughs> terrible bit of acting. Keanu Reeves has to talk to himself. And I'm like, Oh, why didn't you just cut this part out? Watch how he's like, he goes, why is this happening to me? What did I do? <laughs> It's so bad you can't help but just want to pinch his cheeks. I love him so much. I love the idea uh, that he's just sitting there trying to figure out what illegal thing got him in trouble. You know, it's like, fuck. It's just, it's so hard to have. I mean, obviously, I love Keanu Reeves. I'm just giving him crap. But having characters talk to themselves like that, it's just, it's like characters that have to fake laugh. Don't do it. Don't do it. Let the acting speak for itself. We get it. He's confused. That's good. We don't need him to talk to himself. Anyway, he goes out on the ledge and he's like, you're going to have to climb up the thing. And he's like, I can't do this. So he winds up back in custody. And this is where I first noticed, man, they were not conservative at all with the green tint to these seats. On my TV, it's almost unwatchably green. (laughs) Almost. It's to the uh, point, you know what it reminds me of, Tim? It's like when we first started color correcting, you're like, it's perfect. And you go back and look at that, and you're like, oh, my like, God. Why did I do terrible. that? It's so vibrant. It's saturated. so vibrant. <laughs> I, oh, I think this scene also is absurd, like how it went from like, all right, just go out the window and go around the thing. And it's like, all right, that's not the end of the world. And then suddenly there's that giant metal thing that he has to go around that's like aluminum, so it's like super thin metal. It's like, mm-hmm. wait, who thought this would work? No. Who thought, like, no, that was the I options. like that he doesn't do it though. Yeah, I like that he I like because like, and I feel like there's a couple moments in this movie that like even Polanyan. though I've seen it a bunch of times, yeah, it's like it surprises me how good of a job they do of making us believe in Neo's journey to become the one. Mm-hmm. Where it's like it's never just the oh you're the one so you're super powerful. It's like he really does kind of earn it. And sure, a lot of things are literally downloaded into his head to make him a badass. But like he. I think does a very good job of like showing himself become that badass to mm-hmm. back up the stuff that was downloaded. But the but but what's what's very subtle and what's good about the storytelling here is that all that stuff doesn't matter. What really matters is that he has to choose and believe in himself. Mm-hmm. And that's yep. why it's so cool. I love yeah. that. Like no matter first off, shout out to the fact that the first thing he learns is jujitsu, whatever. Uh and then but all that doesn't matter. All he has to do, and I love the fake out with the Oracle later that we're gonna get to where she's like, she never says it, by the way. Mm-hmm. If you watch it again, she never tells him he's not the one. 
She lets him come to his own no, conclusions. No, she tells about, him not, she's not the one. Only after right? he says, I'm not the one, does she confirm it. If he just said, I am the one, she probably, she leaves it to him. Mm. It's only until he goes, he makes the choice to sacrifice himself for Morpheus that he start. he actually becomes. Yeah, because he like has one, to believe on his own. Which is so fascinating to me yeah. because I'm like, wait a minute. Did she tell other people they weren't the one and then they just didn't believe, believe in it. themselves like yeah. is it was there other because there's other kids in there like do they yeah. just not believe that they're the one is is all it it's a very fascinating concept also we're going to get into it later are they in the matrix even when they got out of the world even out yeah, of the matrix 100%. that's going to be a question for paris yeah. later yeah um, so so going back to that interrogation scene really quick one yeah. one thing to to point out and and you pay attention to in the rest of the movie um after you know keanu gives agent smith the finger <laughs> mm-hmm. so good he takes his glasses. He takes his glasses off. You me. If if you notice, whenever Agent Smith actually taps into any kind of human emotion, where he gets upset or you know gets vindictive, revenge, whatever, takes his glasses off mm. every time. You know, just 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 another little little subtle thing that That's they cool. do during during the movie That's to kind cool. of show to differentiate him from the rest of the agents, where he's willing to get down there in the mud. But humanity, you know, when it suits him. It's also nice, too, from a performance standpoint, because it humanizes him a little yep. bit. And we can really does. him a little bit more. And to Hugo Weaving's, like, strength, it's just, it's all, he's, he's great. Uh, of course, this is the part that terrified me, too, when I was watching this the first time, because they make his mouth go away. Like, how are you going to talk if you have no mouth or whatever? Uh, I just made that, I just screwed that line up. But they make the mouth go away, and then they put a robot lobster in his belly button, and it's really scary. Uh, it's so then, like, scary, man. Like he it. wakes up in his but, studio. And but I love... Him. I love that so far in this movie, again, we're only like 20 minutes in at this point, but we've seen a lot of crazy action scenes and Trinity kind of slow-mo flying and all this stuff. But all of a sudden for his mouth to get shut, it's like, it feels like, okay, there really aren't rules. Like they're really like anything can happen. And then later they back it in and kind of explain the rules of what's actually going on. But this is, it's horrifying how they drip feed the information to us that at this point, this character that we're like kind of scared for, he just like was outside the windows, this whole damn thing. And now his body is literally morphing. It's like, what the hell is going mm-hmm. on? Yeah. I'm sorry. I butchered that line. I actually had it written down. I said, what good is a phone call if you're unable to, to speak, <laughs> Mr. Anderson. It's such a good. Anyway, Neo wakes up in his studio. Although, I'm sorry, I have to do it. How about I give you the finger yeah. <laughs> and you give me my phone call? <laughs> it's like, Jesus, God. <laughs> Did Brad Pitt not accept this role? <laughs> What's going on here? Uh, anyway, uh, Neo wakes up in his studio and thinks it's all a dream until Morpheus calls him and tells him he's the one. Quote, you have spent the last two years looking for me, but I've spent my life looking for you. So he orders Neo to go under the, the most rainiest bridge in all of the city. Most uh, rainiest bridge. It's just so rainy. It's so yeah. rainy. Like, so it's impossibly rainy. rainy. I love it. Uh, and Switch pulls up, and uh, and he gets in the car. And in the car is Trinity and Switch. Switch pulls a gun on him and tells him to take his shirt off. Neo freaks out and wants to get out of the car, but Trinity stops him and says, trust me. And he does. Uh, so they uh, they take out a doohickey thing and suck out the robot lobster from his belly really button. Cool. And Real it's cool. really gross. It's then so they take gross. him to a building. Wait, hold on. Then they toss it out the window and it mm-hmm. turns back into the little glass, like weird instrument thing. Yeah. So cool. It's cool. I so like cool. Uh, they take him up an old, uh, a staircase from an old building and they're like, Jesus, that was real. It's like, yeah. Uh, and, and they enter the room and she says, you know, I Trinity has some words of wisdom. So like, listen, just listen to the man, you know, trust so. Uh, and we see Morpheus for the first time. And as he turns around, lightning strikes in the light sky. And I am a sucker for that effect. It is the oldest trick in the book, but a bolt of lightning followed by thunder 
is just so good as he's Lawrence Fishburne doing that cool thing, which I hate, like where he's holding his arms behind his back, which mm. I couldn't do if you paid me to. With those little fucking glasses that look he so dumb, so but it's cool. so cool. I love him because he's got I like, love that, like alligator the... skin trench coat too. It's nasty. Yeah, I love the, the costuming in this movie. It's so damn good. Like them oh, when yeah. they're in their badass like leather shit, but then also when they're actually in the, the real world and they're mm-hmm. in like just like the rags and stuff. Like so many great choices just to like have that visual storytelling to to back up the characters and plot but morpheus's glasses i don't care that they do it 15 times every single time we see a reflection and it's different things in each one of them it is so damn powerful and effective and i'm just like yo y'all motherfuckers get it and them doing the red pill blue pill thing like to really like start that off and the way that you see neo's hand go it's like damn dude that was these motherfuckers got a movie on their hands. Yeah. Let me tell you what. Oh, man. Of course. Uh, they have a yes. great conversation here about fate. He says, do you believe in fate? He goes, no. I don't like the idea that I'm not in control of my life. Um, and they talk about the Matrix. He says, what is the Matrix? The Matrix is everywhere. It's all around us. Even now in this very room, you can feel it when you go to work, when you go to church, when you pay your taxes. I'm like, oh, I know that one. Uh, it is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. And he says, what truth? You are a slave, Neo. Like everyone else, you were born into bondage, born into a prison that you cannot smell or taste or touch, a prison for your mind. But you can't, uh, you can't be told what the Matrix is. You have to see for yourself. So this is where we get the iconic choice, red pill or blue pill. And I want to go around right now. Which one are we taking? Kevin, you taking the red pill or the blue pill? Which one's the one that gets you to You take the, the red pill, you get to stay in Wonderland, and I show you how, or sorry, excuse me. You take the blue pill, the story ends, you wake up in your bed, um, believe whatever you want. You get the red too, pill, you stay over. in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. I mean, you got to do the red pill, right? I mean... If you're bored, I guess. I mean, he lives in a shitty studio apartment, and you got to imagine he eats like Andy, so he's about to die. You know? Too much Mountain Dew game fuel. I don't know. Paris, red pill or blue pill? In that moment, I would take the red pill, but I would regret it and wish I took the blue pill. I would be Cypher. I think Cypher represents a lot of us in that way of, you pulled me out of my reality and put me into the real world, which quite honestly sucks. sucks. I'd rather I'd rather stay where I was. I'd rather be eating that steak. I'd rather be catching the bus every day and watching my favorite TV shows and doing all these other things that normal people were like, like, like Agent Smith says, living out their lives. Mm-hmm. Instead, you've shown me the real world where all these machines just want to kill me <laughs> because yeah. I left. No, thanks. I'd re- like Cypher says, I choose the Matrix. I'd rather go back. Personally, yeah. Tim, when we when we were when we me and G were watching it last night, the moment that this scene happened, uh, she was like, "Oh, Tim, you'd be so fucked. You just choose blue." He'd be like, "Blue pill or red?" I'm like, "Don't even tell me the second one. Just yeah. give me the blue one." I'm in. <laughs> and he's like, uh, "I haven't told you what they do yet." Yeah, but blue is my favorite color. Yeah, so, so I'm yeah, sorry, yeah, I don't know yeah. what to tell you. Uh, but then later, uh, when the cipher thing happened, she was like. Oh, you know what? Hey, it would have worked out for you. You're definitely yeah. a blue pill yeah. guy. And I'm like, hundred percent am. Yep. <laughs> it's no one of those things where, especially, I would be like this. I'd, t- I'd probably take the red pill, right? Because I'm a hero. Um, <laughs> but then, but then, I just you know, Gryffindor three and three, I'm not gonna be uh, But I would get to that real world and be like, hey, uh, Morpheus, what's the end game here? Oh, we're gonna beat the machines. But then we still have to live in this hellscape where we burn the sky. Yeah. yeah, we'll fix it. We'll fix it. We'll sort cool. it out. We'll be fine. Yeah, we'll fix that in about a thousand years. How about that? Maybe. Maybe. Well, that's the crazy thing is 
as this movie gets older and older and older, we get closer and closer and closer to it not being that far off when they're oh. in the distant future of what was it? 21. Uh, I think something? it was 2199. Yeah. 2199. Uh, yeah. There was a fire like that was going on too long and it was just pitch black. It was when, like, oh. when the sky was orange forever. It was terrifying. Yeah. 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 That looks yeah. very close to that. But uh, before first- we get back to the plot, let me tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Me Undies. The end of 2021 is here, so we're all looking for the best gifts for our favorite people. Well, Me Undies has you and your bottom covered with their ultimate gift guide so you can save time and surprise everyone with the coziest gifts ever. Of course, I absolutely love Me Undies. I have for years. I'm wearing the lounge pants and the socks and the undies right now, and I love having my entire body covered in this soft micromodal fabric. The new Me Undies holiday collection features classic plaids and sweater-inspired prints that will soon be new favorites. Their undies, loungewear, and sleepwear are made from soft, breathable, stretchy fabrics ideal for sitting fireside with loved ones available in sizes extra small through 4XL. MeUndies has something for everyone. MeUndies has a great offer for you. First-time purchasers get 15% off and free shipping. Your days of fighting for your life in the mall parking lot are over. To get 15% off your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com morning. That's MeUndies.com morning. Next up, shout out to Trade. Whether you're a coffee nerd or a coffee newbie, you need to hear about Trade Coffee. They want to make every cup of coffee your best ever. Trade matches you to a selection of their over 400 craft coffees, all based on how you answer their coffee quiz. They consider whether you like French press, auto brew, or even cold brew and pair you with the perfect choice for your taste. And if you don't love it, they'll replace it with a different bag for free. Uh, Trade's awesome. The quiz is super fun. I love that they send a bunch of fun flavors and hey, coffee's always great, right? For our listeners right now, Trade is offering your first bag free and $5 off your bundle at checkout. To get yours, go to drinktrade.com slash kindoffunny and use promo code kindoffunny. Take the quiz to start your journey to the perfect cup. That's drinktrade.com slash kindoffunny, promo code kindoffunny for your first bag free and $5 off your bundle. And this holiday season, give the coffee lover in your life the gift of better coffee too with their own personalized gift coffee subscription from trade again that's drinktrade.com slash kind of funny promo code kind of funny next up I want to give a shout out to Warby Parker. Warby Parker provides exceptional vision care online and in stores. And now that it's the end of the year, don't let your FSA or HSA dollars go to waste. Put them to good use on Warby Parker prescription glasses, prescription sunglasses, contact lenses, and eye exams. Glasses start at $95, including prescription lenses. And Warby Parker's contacts line, Scout, brings you a 90-day contact pack for only $55. Uh, G has been loving Warby Parker for years. And Blessing recently has been doing uh, this trial at home program which is awesome they sent him a bunch of glasses he's checking them out and he's really excited about it you too can try warby parker's free home try on program order five pairs of glasses to try at home for free for five days there's no obligation to buy they ship free and include a prepaid return shipping label couldn't be easier you can try five pairs of glasses at home for free at warbyparker.com slash kind of funny if you want to try the glasses you got to go to warbyparker.com slash kind of funny 
And finally, shout out to Shin Megami Tensei 5. Shin Megami Tensei 5 is the newest installment of the acclaimed JRPG series developed by Atlas. You'll play as a young high school student who's granted an accursed power to save his life. He becomes a new being that's neither human nor demon, a Nahobino, and is suddenly transported from modern Tokyo to a post-apocalyptic world. You'll explore the demon-infested wasteland of an enigmatic realm that's filled with mythical deities and demonic tyrants in constant conflict for survival. If I had a nickel. Uh, search for answers and forge your own path in a battle between light and dark, and your choices will dictate the fate of the world. Turn formidable foes into worthy allies by recruiting them via negotiations, and then fuse them to create demons customized to fit your playstyle. Shin Megami Tensei 5 has been fully rendered in 3D, utilizing Unreal Engine 4, a first for the mainline Shin Megami Tensei series. You can order the deluxe and standard editions of Shin Megami Tensei 5 today on the Nintendo eShop. Now we're back, Nick. What's up? Of course, Neo takes the red pill. Otherwise, we wouldn't have a movie. Swallows it and gets led into the room where we meet the rest of the gang. We got Cypher, Apoc, Switch, and Trinity. We're going to meet a few other people later in the real world. Uh, the pill Neo took is part of a tracer program. It's designed to disrupt your input-output carrier signal so they can pinpoint your location. This stuff so- is so cool. It's so mm-hmm. damn cool, but also like this scene was another one of those ones I was talking about earlier where even the non-iconic scenes are iconic because we get introduced to the crew on the Nebuchadnezzar, which is the coolest sounding company. ship yeah. name ever. And it's like it's already such a stark contrast visually to everything we've seen in the film so far that it's like, what the hell is going on here? But getting introduced to this team there's nothing better than a getting the team together moment, right? And I feel like this movie does it so quickly, but effectively because it's playing off of the opening scene with Trinity calling Cypher and all that stuff where we're already a little familiar with a couple of these characters. So them adding on, you know, Tank and Dozer and all that, it's like, Mm -hmm. it's easy for us to be like, okay, yeah, this is the squad. I'm I'm rooting for you guys. Mm -hmm. Like, it's very cool. And I love that. Now, to back up a little bit on that, what was going through your mind at that moment when, they, they pull him out of the sewer onto the Nebuchadnezzar. Mm-hmm. He's bald, you know, pale, you know, pale as, you know, freaking notebook paper. And Morpheus says, welcome to the real world. And yeah. I, to me, it completely blew my mind because at that point, that's, that's when you, you started to understand that. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. They were they were in a computer like now. Now you're in the real world. Well, just that image. We'll skip ahead there a little bit, of course, because he gets sucked into the mirror. And we have that great sound effect and with the N64 liquid uh, visual effect where it's like, and his, and his scream digitizes and he wakes up in this massive, almost infinite harvest of of these pods in the, in these embryonic fluid filled pods. Uh, and the thing grabs him and rips the uh, all the plugs out of his head. And then he gets wa- literally thrown out. He gets washed out. Uh, into below, which, by the way, a little cannon breaking because they probably would have killed him and fed him to the rest of the people, as we've already established. But and then he gets fished out with this blinding, beautiful light onto the Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, we're skipping ahead there. Uh, at this point, I would have been like this. As soon as I woke up and he was like, welcome to the real world, I, I would have I whispered. And t- Tim, tell me if you can hear this. Blue pill. <laughs> like oh i'm not liking this i I will say i remember uh every time i watch this uh like because i don't remember this movie that much ever after because it's pretty dense but i always think of this being like a a rebirth scene and the fact that almost immediately they reveal it's not a rebirth it is them actually like plucking him out of this thing where he's Uh grown up there his entire life like Mm -hmm. 
that is so much cooler even than it was like him being reborn is cool him not being reborn and just living in that for his entire adult like up to being an adult is like mm-hmm. infinitely cooler and like damn they really well, did the damn thing not only that but let's back up for one second before we move forward the idea that they had to give him this pill and what the pill was was it allowed them to find his body in the real world How yeah, that, like so it was cool. like a tracer program to allow yeah. him to figure out where the rank and file was or he was in it's so cool just stuff like that that what a great, what a great well thought out. Uh, and then, of course, he asks uh, later as they're giving him acupuncture, "Why do my eyes hurt?" He says, "Because you've never used them before." That line blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, little by little, they bring him back to life, takes some of the plugs out, except of course for the ones on his arms and the giant, massive data jack on the back of his neck. Uh, and this made me think of that one time Kevin said, "Put a chip in me." I don't care. Uh, Morpheus tells him his best guess is they're in the year 2199 and shows Neo around the Nebuchadnezzar and we see the core where they broadcast their pirate signal and hack into the Matrix. Cool. So cool. Uh, all, the, all those can words you, Can cool. you add cooler words to that sentence? Yeah. I don't think it's possible. Nebuchadnezzar, uh, their hovercraft, right? It's a hovercraft. Yeah, that's what he calls it. It's a hovercraft. I'm like, cool. Thanks. Cool. Didn't need to cool. throw that in there. I got it, but that's cool. Uh, then we meet Tank and Dozer, uh, brothers, and then Mouse. Who is Mouse? Uh, then Hold on. Mouse. So Mouse is blowing my mind because Kevin slacked me uh, no, some facts Mouse. about Mouse. Wait. He's what not the kid from Road Trip. No, the, the kid that I just sent you is the Spoon Kid. Oh, damn. That's yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. Forget it. Yeah. Move on. Okay. <laughs> um. Let's see. They jack Neo in and they show him. Uh, let's see. They strap him into the chair and show him what the Matrix really is. This is uh, uh, a. Never mind. <laughs> that was a bad joke. Uh, then you they think it feels in. weird to get plugged in like that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. It's going to hurt a little yeah. bit. Uh, they load up the cool program called the Construct, uh, where they can load anything from weapons to training simulations in this thing. And I remember this looking a lot cleaner than it is in this movie. And I think they cleaned it up for the next one. But man, this was like, they were just like, shoot them on white. And open the iris all the way because <laughs> it's so blown out on my I on my TV. In this, uh, let's see. And at this point, they start talking, and this is the first question that I have. Right? I'm like, so you pull me out, and you're telling me that this is the real world. How do I know? Right? How do I know this isn't a simulation? Which is something that you'd think Neo would ask, but he never does. And it's interesting. Paris, is this is the real world a simulation as well? I think. The sequels confirm that it isn't because that's always been been a theory that, you know, it's a matrix inside of a matrix. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think because of the sequels that that is the real world, that that isn't them just having another layer of of control, so to speak. Um, But the point that you bring. Sorry, sorry. Went real quick. The the point that you bring up, though, is is interesting from my point of view. You put me in there and and you're telling me all this stuff. Well, why aren't you questioning now Mm -hmm. where you are as well? Yeah. Like you said, he was very willing to accept that. So so that is an interesting point. I think there's a lot of things that will come up where it's like they don't make a lot of sense. And they do make a lot of sense if we are in the multi-layered uh, simulation thing and where mm-hmm. this is like you know they're they're doing that to corral the small percentage that can't be fooled by the simulation um of course we get uh the the backstory the exposition of what actually happened uh we gave birth to ai a singular consciousness that spawned a whole race of machines then of course uh we got into war with said machines uh and they they just beat the heck out of us we're like hey they run out of solar energy so genius 200 iq play here they just black out the sun and people are like oh 
Did no one think, how are we going to grow crops? We'll figure that out. Exactly. We're going to worry about that later. Don't worry about it. Of course, throughout human history, we have been dependent on machines to survive. Fate, it seems, is not without a sense of irony because the machines started using us as batteries combined with a form of fusion. And this is where I just say, Kevin, if I may, seems like fusion is doing a lot of the heavy lifting here. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah. Just throwing it out there. But dude, talk about effects in this movie. The scorched sky looks so cool, man. Just like that, the rolling clouds and all the colors. Yeah, Yeah, it's really cool. Now, now here's my question back to, to, because I've always asked this. Why use humans? Why not just get a bunch of cows or something, right? Why did it have to be human beings? If you did other animals, they would have been a lot easier to control and you wouldn't have to jump through 20 hoops to to try and keep them from waking up. In other words, why are you taking an intelligent being when all it is is just using their body heat with the fusion, you know, to to get everything to go? I think it's pretty clear that there's a lot of wind in the this uh, post-apocalypse world, it would be easy for them to put a bunch of wind turbines. I think that they're doing it out of spite, to yeah. just to prove how yeah. like they've that they're they better. Can beat, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that they're exactly. they're better than us. Um, of course, we get I know <laughs> sobs. Then we get a shot of the endless fields where human beings are no longer born, were grown. They liquefy the dead to feed the living. Gross. And then Neo wakes up as Joe Joey. Uh, what did you call him? Joey Pop? Joey Pantoliano? Joey, Joey Pants. Pants? Yeah, Joey, Joey Pants. Pants. Is like he's gonna pop, and then he, yeah. of course, wakes up and horks all over the place. And he goes, "I can't go back, can I?" No. If you could, would you really want to, though? And yes, yes, hundred percent. Yes, This is a hellscape. I hate you for this. Yes. Please, uh, first chance I get. Morpheus tells him that when the Matrix was first built, there was a man born inside that had the ability to change whatever he want. Uh, it was he who freed the first of us after he died. The Oracle prophesized his return uh, to end the war and free humans. Morpheus believes that Neo is that one this is where it gets super interesting because like what happened to that guy right like where he died he freed morpheus he didn't freed morpheus died, like, well he just said he the freed... first of us not oh, specifically okay. that not he, he freed morpheus so yeah. it was years it could have been like a hundred years ago or whatever, yeah or a thousand yeah years ago. got it and then he not that died. they give us that much time to play with it seems like with them guessing that the year is almost 200 years in the future yeah only, it's 200 right? years yeah so it's not yeah. that much time to mess around with um, but of course, uh, hey, no time like the present. Let's start training. Tank introduces him himself as Neo's operator, and we learn that Tank and Dozer were natural born in Zion. Uh, and he's like, oh, what's Zion like? And he's like, it's like a dirty sex party. The entire thing is just <laughs> dirt and sex. And he's like, all right, cool. We're starting to get some stuff to look forward to here. Maybe it's like a rave. Uh, Tank throws on some hand socks and teaches Neo jujitsu in a matter of seconds. Man, this definitely would have saved my knee if we had this technology now. <laughs> Uh, Tank's given the, Tank gives him the full Monty, and when Neo wakes up, he tells Morpheus the same thing I tell Tim every day. Tim, mm-hmm. I know kung fu. Yeah. And Morpheus responds, Paris, show me. Bad ass. Yeah, Literally the best talk, part of the movie. You want to talk about a moment that mm-hmm. I get chills every time I watch this movie? That line. And then I they load. This so entire crazy. scene of him being loaded up doing the different fighting styles, but when it's cutting to the real world and we get him, like, Neo's fighting Morpheus. Like yes. they're just so stoked. Yeah. It's like, yo, these are like all my favorite parts of movies are in this movie. It's so yeah. cool. For for me, I, I still remember going back to 1999 when I watched this the first time, I remember being in the theater real time, looking at my watch and seeing how much time passed and go, Oh my God, we got at least another hour of this. Yeah. This That's is going to awesome. be like, yeah, yeah. Cause, cause to me, 
this just cemented the movie. Like, this is amazing. I Again, things that you just normally don't experience when you go to an action sci-fi movie this mm-hmm. this had with that whole kung fu scene with, with Morpheus. And then the I way mean, it ended, the dude, way it ended. Oh, yeah, you think totally. that's air you're breathing now? It's like, oh, oh my God, you know? God, do you believe so that me being stronger or faster has anything to do with my muscles in this place? You yes. think that's air you're breathing now? And then you notice the subtlety. He stops breathing heavily. Yeah. But I'll tell you this. I'm going to say this a lot, guys, because I never actually track how many times I put stuff like this when I do these synopsis. But I will say, I know I've already said it twice, coolest shot in the whole movie is Morpheus jumping up and then putting his foot through the ground as he lands. Yeah. Yes. Fuck, that's it's dope. It's fucking cool. It's so dope. Uh, but, this whole uh, real great. quick, I just want to say, uh, I love that the introduction of the brothers being pure humans born in the, the, the real time and introducing Zion and stuff. It's like, I love that the movie had the balls to be like, yo, I know there's a lot going on, but like mm-hmm. this is a very cool element and we're just going to put it out We're there because I feel like that type of thing makes everything else a little bit more grounded and like a little bit more believable. So you start putting things together. They do it again later, like setting up the EMP uh, mm-hmm. before without actually using it. I just I like right. that stuff because cool. I feel like there's a lot of heady, crazy shit going on, but there is a real world that they're living in. And actually, you, I love how that scene's it. edited, too, by the way, because they have the thing passes them by and then it slowly fades to black. And it's just yeah. like, I'm like, all right, you're using, you're using some cool techniques here. Kevin, what were you going to say? I just think you believe like living in that world and just being like, oh, all those guys get to plug in and go to this imaginary world. And it's just you, and you, don't you can't to. participate. Yeah, like no. that's like, like Put a data jack in me. Let's go. Let's put a yeah. chip in each other, Kevin. Uh, of course, Neo Should in the be. scene punches so fast he blurs his arms just like the agents do. Nobody kind of catches it there, but he stops sort of short of smashing the uh, Morpheus's face, who says, "I can only show you the door. You're the one who has to walk through it." Uh, and he's like, "Oh, you mean a literal door?" Uh, Morpheus orders Tank to load the jump program. And this is like, he's like, you have to let go, free your mind. Morpheus jumps from one building to the other. Another cool shot. And then Keanu Reeves is like, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I can't gloss past this. I can't gloss past this because this is the moment that Keanu Reeves gave us what I would consider one of the best memes ever. <laughs> Thank you, Keanu Reeves. Because as he does that, the camera pans into him and he goes, whoa. <laughs> it's so bad. But it's, a cl- it's classic. Dude, it's, it's classic, classic dude. <laughs> Of course, he tries and fails miserably and bounces into the ground. And Cypher tells him that everyone fails the first time. I I, I feel like Neo is, is or Keanu is such a like perfect choice because the first time and it's been so long since it's been the first time for any of us to watch it. The entire time we're like, whoa, because they're whoa. saying things and they're saying it dumbed down so that he can understand, but also so that we can understand. Yeah, and it really like we are constantly like. They fucking jump and we're like, holy shit. And then it's like, oh, you can jump. And it's like, whoa. Whoa. You know, they nailed it. (laughs) It's cool. Uh, Neo, of course, wakes with blood in his mouth. And we learn uh, another lesson. If you're killed in the Matrix, you die in the real world. The body cannot live without the mind. So we set some stakes here. Uh, Cypher creeps on Trinity and wonders why Morpheus hasn't taken Neo to the Oracle yet. Uh, Then we get one of the dopest beats in the movie, uh, clubbed to death by Rob Dugan. And it slaps. As Morpheus oh. teaches Neo another important lesson, they this is that great spot where they're just he's like I believe they thought they were in the Matrix, but he freezes it all. And we see the woman in red, uh, and he's like the agents can move in and out of everyone inside the Matrix. They are everyone, and they are no one. Every single man or woman who has stood their ground, everyone who has fought an agent has died. But where they oh, failed, sick. you will succeed. And he goes, "What are you trying to tell me? That I can dodge bullets? No, Neo." I'm trying to tell you that when you're ready, 
you won't have you to. have to. So cool. So badass. It's so what does badass. that mean? What does that mean? I just don't know, but You'll it's see. cool. And then yeah. at the end, he doesn't have to. He just yeah. stops the Stop. bullets. Everything they wrote for Lawrence Fishburne to say. It's like they wrote this and was like, we have to get Lawrence Fishburne. We have to get him to say these lines because they're just so perfect. <sighs> anyway, up in the real world, uh, trouble is brewing. Squids are coming, and this is where we get the them hiding in the sewer and the EMP uh, set up. Uh, they stop momentarily and then continue on. Later, Cypher shows Neo the Matrix code, which is a cool concept. I love that they were like, oh, that's actually code that you're seeing. And he's like, what you see is like is code. I see is like blonde, brunette, this, that, and the other thing. So he's reading the code in real time. I don't believe um, anyone knows how to read it. You know, like sees it. I feel like everyone's just faking. It's like, like one it's like me with alcohol did. where I'm like – Everyone's kidding, right? Yeah. Like, alcohol's terrible, right? Like, yeah. why does everyone drink this? This is horrible. Uh, but uh, jo- Joey Pants has a great line here. He goes, like, I know exactly what you're thinking. Why, oh, why didn't I take the blue pill? <laughs> exactly. And he's like, do you know why you're here? He's like, yeah, so I could save the world. What do you say to something like that? A little piece of advice. You see an agent, do what everyone else does. Run your ass off. Uh, over the Matrix, then we immediately cut to the heel turn here. Cypher is eating a really nice-looking steak and sticks up uh, and strikes up a deal with Agent Smith. Uh, if he rats out Morpheus, because they want the codes to Zion here. And he's like, I don't got the codes, only the captains do, uh, but I'll get you Morpheus. Uh, in exchange, I want you to wipe my memory, and I want to be rich, just like a rich actor. That's what I want. Yes, yeah, someone I, important. Someone important. <laughs> yeah. I love the cut, man. I love the cut of if you see an agent, do what everyone else does, run. run. And then the immediate cut to him talking to an agent. So, yeah. so damn. Like that heel turn is is fast but earned. Yeah, it, it really is. Now, if we go backwards just a little bit to, to the conversation with, with Cypher and Neo. So when, when that happens, is I, I've always assumed that Cypher setting up whatever program he used to be able to, to se- sounds kind of prudish, but self-jack himself into the Matrix. Right. right, right, right. right? And, then, and that's because I think he legitimately got scared by, by Neo walking up on him because he knew he was doing mm. something shady at that moment. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I, never that's that. I never caught that. That's cool. Uh, we get a fun scene where they're all eating this mush-like stuff, and Mouse uh, talks yeah. about uh, they talk about chicken again. Another interesting concept here, really deep yeah. concept. They just drop on you, right? Where it's like maybe they just couldn't figure out what chicken like tasted yeah. like, or like what what these things tasted like. That's why everything tastes like chicken. And I'm like. Are Damn. we in the Matrix right yes. now? I don't know. <laughs> uh, and then it's time. They head up to broadcast depth so Neo can see the Oracle. And we Wait, got we're not going to talk about Mouse trying to pimp out his little program. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm so sorry. He did. Weird. He tried to, so he tried to get him a little one-on-one, the red dress uh, woman. Yeah. And it's creepy. But it's one of those things where I'm like, well, if you're living in a hellscape, maybe you got to give yourself at least something. Uh, let's see. Then we head up to head back into the Matrix. And again, every cut here has a slap. This one, I believe, is Prodigy. Uh, awesome shot. One of my favorite shots in the movie as we're we're spiraling around the team in the real world of the Nebuchadnezzar. And then we're spiraling around, we're, we're dollying around the phone yeah. as it's ringing. And as it, as it goes, as it goes, as it goes, it stops. And the team's just in the matrix and they're all in their dope ass clothes. Even now it's looks, looking kind of dope. Dude, it's like one of those things where I, I keep saying this, but like this movie just has all of the iconic movie moments we want to see. And it just works for this new brand new you don't know anything about this movie. You go into it. It's all brand new lore. It reminds me of Ghostbusters 1 in that way, where it's like there's just so many cool elements that they're throwing into this that when we get to see them do cool things together, we're like so in it as if it's Avengers 1. Like this shot mm-hmm. reminds me of the Avengers spin moment, not just because the camera's spinning, but because I want to see these people now in their weird-ass leather outfits. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Neo, let's see, uh, excuse me, Cypher, of course, takes the opportunity to throw one of the cool Nokias into the trash can, tipping off the agents of what they're doing. Uh, and Neo can't believe his eyes. He's like, I used to get dim sum over there, uh, which would be, a, which would be a trip. You'd be like, wow, this is a little bit weird coming back to this after what you've seen. Uh, and they head over to the Oracle. Uh, and this is when, oh, he asks, excuse me, he asks, uh, what the Oracle said to Trinity, but they arrived too soon for her to actually tell him. She's like, uh, it was kind of a weird thing, but. I can't tell you. Anyway, the Oracle uh, is the same one from the same one who made the prophecy. She's been there since the beginning of the resistance. She is a guide. She can help you find the path. Uh, and he says, what did she tell you? And he says that I would find the one. And he's like, oh, that's pretty cool. That's for Morpheus. And then he said, of course, as they're actually at a literal door, he says, I told you I could show you the door, but you have to walk through it. And we get another one of those cool shots where the door is like reflective and we see Neil's hand grab it. And of course, as he does, someone on the other side opens it up and ushers him in. Um, and this is where we get a little bit of like, hey, what's up? Maybe this is in the X Men universe. We got a bunch of these weird, freaky little kids like floating shit and bending and spoons. Powers, yeah. you know what I mean? And they get got cool powers. powers. Uh, and then we got a little British kid who's like, do not try to bend the spoon. That's impossible. Instead, only realize the truth. What? There is no spoon. It's like, all right, kid. You know what? I'm going to get you a little treat. Yeah, chill the you fuck out. Here. You know what I mean? Just chill. Let me get you, I'll get you a cookie. Yet. Yeah, but again, this movie is just filled with banger lines that oh, make you go there like, is no spoon. oh, shit. Like, How many times did people say there is no spoon after this? Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. But like, it, again, it, it is earned. It, it was built up to in this. And when that happens, you're like, okay, cool. There's people in here that like are young, training, understanding this at a level that our Neo does not know at all. What? Mm-hmm. Later she says uh, other potentials out there. Yeah. So those are people that might be the one. Yeah, and they're young, which is yeah, important, right? So those are the sure. kids that—that's what he's talking about—that that age bracket, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, he's taken to the Oracle, uh, played by in this movie uh, Gloria Foster, who is just phenomenal. And yeah, unfortunately, so good. unfortunately died before the next one, so they had to recast her. But um, you know, I think they you got to do what you got to do. But she was phenomenal. It's it's unfortunate. I loved her in this. Uh, Oracle asks him if he thinks he's the one. And so she says, being the one is just like falling in love. No one can tell you if you're in love. You just know it through and through. Balls to bones, oh. Paris. <laughs> God, that's a good line. And yeah. then she examines him and does some, just kind of a, this is for show. And she tells him, she, she's going to tell him. He says, she says, you know what I'm going to tell you. And he goes, I'm not the one. And she says, sorry, kid. Uh, you got the gift, but it looks like you're waiting for something. So she never tells him he's not the one. Important thing. Important thing she says, though, with that, maybe your next life, who knows? Yeah. Because he literally dies and is yeah, reborn. He dies, at the end. Yep. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, Oracle tells Neo that uh, without Morpheus, they're lost. Morpheus is going to sacrifice his life to save Neo's because he believes in him. Uh, you're going to have to go to make a choice. In one hand, you'll have Morpheus's life. In the other, yours. Uh, one of you is going to die. And then she gives him a cookie. And this is where I get hungry. I'm like, I should <laughs> yeah. uh, As soon as you step outside of that door, you'll remember you don't believe in any of this fake crap. You're in control of your own life. And I love her performance in this because yeah. she says it matter-of-factly. Like... You're going to remember you don't believe in this fake crap. Mm-hmm. But what she's saying is go with your gut. Like don't believe in fate. What I'm telling you is not the truth, but you have to mm-hmm. figure that out for yourself. And it, but, it, but it's said the opposite, right? It's, it's almost like it's, it's really good. The scene's good. I, it's killer, man. I, I love all the dialogue she has. I love like her place in this and her role in kind of these characters' journeys. I, I will say that the two things that I'd say are my least favorite elements of this movie as a whole. And I – Full transparency do not remember two and three at all like i don't know where the plot goes period uh so we'll find that out in a couple weeks but uh 
what the Oracle's deal is, like how she knows all this stuff was something that kind of like took me out of it just where I'm like, oh, you don't even explain that in this. And I get that at some point it's midichlorians where we don't need everything explained. Uh, I just think it's weird that there's this character that that knows the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other side of it is the Trinity love stuff. I don't think they nailed in this movie. Uh, and I think that like they, it was kind of a tell not show type thing a little bit yeah, more than yeah. I would have, I would have preferred, but I could have um, yeah. Yeah, to to answer the Oracle question, um, and, and again, this goes into the sequel stuff and some of the comics. Uh, she was a program that was created to basically study human behavior. So I, that okay. leads into her algorithmic anticip- guesses. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah, ex- exactly. Okay, that's, that's really yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, that's and also she's this gone is, bad, right? I can't remember. I think she went rogue because she's yeah, now, rogue. Like, she's a, I mean. she's she was a program she's, designed by the architects, and then. She's, I think she's using since it now. Left to, that, yeah, yeah. She's since left it, and that's why I think yeah. I think they. Well, but there, not, again, spoilers. Thank yeah. You, yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, cool concepts, and we'll we'll talk about those a little bit more. Remind us to talk about those in depth because it's cool. Her, yep. her role specifically, uh, of course. Uh, Morpheus tells him keep what she said to himself. That's for you and you only. As they head back, uh, Tank spots something weird in the Matrix, uh, and Neo looks over. He sees a black cat. Then he looks over. He sees the same black cat, and he goes, "Huh, that's weird." And they're like, "What?" He goes, "Oh no," he says. Deja vu. Deja vu. And everyone <laughs> it's like, freaks. What a weird ass thing to say. Period. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you say that I say every once in a while when I get deja vu. And again, it's like Yeah, I, but I deja vu, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding was always like, oh, I, I've seen this before. Or yes. I've been here before. Not immediately. No, <laughs> well, I, but that's but I what think, deja vu is. Yeah. I think is it's it? that I, feeling I never had that which the feeling of seeing something that you've already, you already seen. experienced something yeah and and like the way they portray that in the movie is actually show it twice. it twice yeah so that second time he saw it he was like oh that's weird i feel like i just saw that you know mm-hmm. yeah but, uh, but the only way they can show that you're you're not you're not wrong tim the only way they can show that to the audience though is just showing the cat twice it's a little on the nose but yeah. i love it because they're like because when they explain what it is like deja vu is a glitch in the matrix it happens when they change something Mm-hmm. so cool. cool of course what they changed is there's no windows left in this building they have bricked them all in and they are all uh completely trapped and we get the brick shit there. is dope like what a so what a cool, cool thing because it's so ridiculously over the top as a solution to like keep them in this building but i love that especially coming right off the deja vu thing where it's like yo they're changing something and it's mm-hmm. like it, it just kind of builds the stakes of like the agents are not playing games here like they're like okay there is a threat with these with this group of people and I love this next scene, right? He calls it, he calls it and he gets the schematics for the building and they start, they put a hole in the wall and they have to climb down between the, so the main cool. wall and the wet wall. And they it's fucking kill mouse. That sucks. So cool. Yeah, they do kill yeah. mouse, uh, which sucks. He comes out with the biggest guns I've ever seen in my goddamn like, life out of a giant shotguns. suitcase. Yeah, like street sweepers. They're great. Uh, but then, of course, Cypher gives them up by coughing. And, of course, he did this on purpose so that they would know where he is. Uh, Agent Smith blast it takes over one of the cops bodies which that effect is so stir it's so like creepy yeah, uh and then busts it's through really well done yeah. it's really well done and i feel like it's aged we, i was talking about some cg effects that look dumb but i feel like the, the the shaking and then the the agent taking over often in like a different direction really really works still yeah it's super yeah cool. yeah yeah and of course, as Neo's in trouble, Morpheus like summons his energy and just <laughs> punches his way through the wall. It lands on Agent Smith, uh, and he says, "You are." And Smith says, "Smith, Agent Smith." And Morpheus goes, "You all look the same to me," which is great. Uh, and then this fight scene is just 
awesome because Morpheus just gets like he tries, he tries, but you learn for the first time like how how powerful these agents are. Uh, and Smith kind of gets up like a vampire where he's just like, Aah. and they start fighting. Uh, Cypher gets an exit first and heads back to the real world. Uh, then he gets a beat on Dozer and Tank and fries them with a, I guess an EMP gun, some sort of electric gun. I don't know what this is called. Yeah, I think it looked like maybe like a pole. Yeah, like a portable gun. EMP kind yeah. of gun. Yeah, because because it, uh, it would have been used well, on the on the Sentinels. I think it was more like a some, some sort of like laser gun or something. Because an EMP uh, doesn't have, like, an actual electrical burst. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we get, uh, oh, right, he, he kills them, and then he takes over the line and calls them as they're waiting for their exit. And uh, it's Fucked just super creepy and a really, really sinister scene. scene. Yeah. Uh, specifically when he's talking over Trinity, you're just like, oh, God, it's so vul- it's so fucked up, and they're so vulnerable there on the Matrix. They can't do anything. Whereas APOC gets it first and then switch. And, man, you want to talk about a line that people say all the time. Uh, Tim, another great meme. Me. Give it to me, Tim. Oh, I don't remember. Not oh, like this. Not, oh, not yeah. like this. No. Right. Not uh, like this. And uh, she's another, wearing white. Like, just like, she looks, stands out from the rest of them so yeah. starkly. But there's a reason for that, actually. Another another trivia thing with Switch, which they obviously, who knows, made the decision they didn't do it. But Switch was supposed to be a woman in the Matrix, but a man in the real world. Mm, oh, that's interesting. interesting. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's hence, hence the name Switch. That's really fascinating. Uh, I feel like that that would have been a really cool choice for them to actually make. Yeah, I think so too. And obviously, we we've seen now with the Wachowski siblings, sure. it would make a lot of sense yeah, why, why they would have done yeah, something yeah, like that. For yeah, sure, for sure. Um, of course, uh, he heads over to Neo, and this is uh, uh, Cipher heads over to Neo. This is Morpheus is right, and there's no way I can pull this plug. How can he be the one if he's dead? You never told me if you believe Neo is the one. Look into his eyes. Look in those doughy brown eyes and tell me yes or no. And, of course, Trinity says yes. And then Cypher screams no as Tank pops up. And he's like, I'm not dead, man. And he fries. Fuck yeah. Let's go, dude. Such a good, perfectly written, like, great paced scene. Uh, He brings Trinity and Neo back. Agent Smith, of course, uh, Morpheus at this point has been taken into custody. And this is where we get that great monologue. To Morpheus uh, as they torture him for the Zion codes. He tells Morpheus that he's the first Matrix was designed as a perfect world, but it was a disaster. Finally, they figured out that as a species, human beings define the reality through misery and suffering, which is why the Matrix was redesigned to the world as we know it. Uh, back up in the real world, Tank tells the audience that if they hack Morpheus, they'll get the code. So they got to pull Morpheus's plug uh, back down to the building. Agent Smith orders the Sentinels deployed immediately because he knows that they're gonna that all they have to do is pull Morpheus's plug and they can kill him uh, and cut off their uh, their information. Uh, pipeline uh but uh then we get uh, a moment with with tank where he says his goodbyes to morpheus and neo stops him he says the oracle told him this would happen that he would have to make a choice and then he says i'm going in and neo tells trinity he's not he's like she's like you got you can't go in. He's like, i'm not the one uh but she can't believe him she says morpheus believes something Sorry, let me back this up because I love the scene. Neo tells Trinity he's not the one, but she can't believe him. Quote, Morpheus believed something uh, and he was ready to give his life for what he believed. I understand that now. That's why I have to go. And, she, and he says, why? Because I believe in something. And Neo says, what? She goes, I believe, or excuse me, this is Neo talking. She says, why? He says, because I believe in something. And she says, what? And he says, I believe I can bring him back. And of course, Trinity's like, well, you're not going without me, so fuck off, and we're going together. Uh, and then they go into another iconic scene where they go into the construct, tank loaded up, they get in there, and he's like, what do you need? He's like, guns. 
Lots of guns. And now here's the thing. Keanu's <laughs> shitty acting, it all led to this. And now all of a sudden, it's the coolest thing in the goddamn world. Because now that he's he's went from doofus to right. fucking superhero. And now you can do whatever you want because you're saying guns. A lot of guns. Lots like, of Let's guns. Go. Uh, of course, this is we get that breakdown with more, with Agent Smith where he finally breaks down. Uh, Morpheus takes his glasses off and says, I hate this place. This zoo, it's the smell. If there is such a thing, I feel saturated by it. I can taste your stink every time every every time i do i fear that i've somehow been infected by it i must get out of here i must get free and in and in this mind is the key uh and then the music as the music ramps up so good we get the like the ding, 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 ding. it's like almost like a like alien style music here as we see a pair of boots a pair of steel-toed boots walk through the revolving door and we get greatest scene I ever put on film Right, they we get we get that. So many fucking guns. They so it's insane. Guns. But the you know, of course, the 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 metal detector goes off. And we get a great beat where of silence. The guys like uh like sir, open your coat, and he opens his coat, and it's just layered with guns. And then Keanu does that like one inch punch thing where he punches the guy back, and all hell breaks loose. Uh, they kill the first wave of bad guys, which is like the level Which, one bosses. Yeah, wait, hold on, real quick. This is an interesting <laughs> thing that I hadn't thought about before. They they kill the first wave of bad guys, but they don't. They just kill the first wave of security guards that work there. Mm-hmm. You know, none yeah. of these people are bad people. No, they're just <laughs> they're humans. They're not. They, you mm-hmm. know, they have families and shit, and they're like murdering <laughs> and blowing no, them but, up. But go back to what Morpheus tells Neo with the woman in red. Mm-hmm. They're part of that system, and that makes them our enemy. That makes them our enemy. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. there's a lot of stuff that can be like if you listen and break down what Morpheus like. He says a lot of terrorist-like stuff, you know? <laughs> well, it's like, yeah, it's interesting, though, because it's, it's, a, it's a moral conundrum, right? You're exactly what you're talking about. That's what he was mm-hmm. setting up there, where he's like, these people are like, trapped, all these but people they're lost, also our enemy. Yeah, all these people, like, had probably had families, a good majority of them, right? Mm-hmm. Statistically speaking, who've now lost their family members. And it's like, could there have been another way other than, like, aggressively murdering them all? Yeah, those bodies are not being identified. Like the, every single bullet was used. This room gets destroyed. Yeah. And one Dude. fun little trivia thing is now, that that shot where the, the pillar falls. The pillar. Mm-hmm. It's like apparently that wasn't planned. Yeah, it was and an like, accident. It, yeah. it was an accident. Like, ah, it's the shot we're using, man. Oh, it was so cool. There was, was another so piece cool. of trivia. Oh, we'll get to that later. But two shots in this that I love, and then we'll move on. Trinity, of course, I think, steals the show here personally. As she walks up behind the cop and kicks the gun the shotgun up over his shoulder and then pumps around into him. I'm like, Fuck. that is cool. Yeah. And then of course the cartwheel to grab the AR as he comes back up and starts shooting yeah. people as he's like cartwheeling. Super cool. And I just want to give a shout out in general to the choreography of all of these fight scenes and everything that's happened here. Cause I think, did we talk about the choreographer at all? I forget in the beginning. No. Uh, Wu Ping, who was uh, Shaw Brothers, it, right? All the Shaw yeah, Brothers. The Shaw Brothers. I thought it was Wu Ping. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, no, no, no. It is Wu Ping, but I thought he did. Like for all the Shaw brother movies, oh, I thought yes. he was the guy. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, just all this stuff is so cool. <laughs> it's just so beautiful yeah. and it just yeah. translates so wonderfully to film. Uh, and then we get the pillar scene where the, the, as the elevator closes, that pillar falls and it's perfectly timed. Uh, then the other agents walking on Smith as he's like, he's like kind of, uh, squishing Murphy's and sniffing yeah. him. And they're like, Oh, this is a little bit weird. And then agent Brown's like, he does this sometimes. Okay. We'll just, he's it's, a good agent. I swear. Yeah. So, something uh, I can't, hadn't can't, thought about. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, please, please continue. Oh, just something I hadn't thought about before is he's he's got this big fear that he's infected by this virus that is humanity, and 
he then comes back as a virus. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, I love this next well, part where Paris, do you, what were you gonna say? Oh yeah, I, w- I wanted to go back to the to the lobby shootout real quick. Just just two quick bits of trivia on that. So the scene where you see Trinity run up the wall, there's a quick cut there, and then she lands because the first time she does it, she breaks her ankle. So they had to go back and do it. And then when you see Keanu at the end actually do a kick to you know to take the guys out, that's the first time he does that in the movie because. He had like not completely broke his neck, obviously, but it broke his neck or something, and he couldn't do any kicks. If you notice the rest of the movie, he's not doing any kicks because oh, wow. he couldn't. Because he's because during the whole training, you know, leading up to the movie, he's wearing a neck brace the entire time, and he couldn't do kicks. So that Damn. was the first time they actually had him do one. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, of course, they're standing on top. We we find them again standing on top of the elevators. They put a bomb in it, and right before uh, Neo shoots the cable so they can jet up, he says to himself, "There is no spoon," uh, and they blow up the elevator, ascend to the roof, so upstairs. We get the iconic <laughs> rooftop fight scene, and probably the shot that everyone knows most from this movie. Right? Mm-hmm. He draws on yeah. the agent, and the agent goes right, and he shoot, and he empties his clip, but he can't hit the agent. And then I love this part, by the way. He goes, "Trinity, help! <laughs> like I'm out of." options here and a great moment of vulnerability for our protagonist here and then brown <laughs> opens fire on him and we get that sh- we get the shot the shot of the movie which is him doing the limbo as the bullets are weaving past him as we're getting bullet time and dulling around him and it's super super cool um and then they're like and then the agent walks up to him and goes only human and then trinity goes yeah dodge this and just point blank fucking canoes <laughs> yes. his head it's so cool um and then, of course, uh, they look over and they finally see a helicopter. And again, cool. Fantasy fulfillment. Do you know how to fly that? Not yet. And then she calls up and says, give me the schema- or get- download oh. me the information for the B-2 helicopter. And, like, and she knows how to fly it, which is cool. So uh, cool. And we get another great scene here where Morpheus is being tortured. And the, the water starts going because of the explosion. The water's everywhere as the helicopter comes down. And Neo just levels the minigun at them and opens fire. And there's that great shot where the the rounds hit Smith so hard, they literally take him off his feet. And I'm like, at first I was like, oh, it didn't kill him, but then it actually ends up killing all the agents in there. Uh, and Morpheus has to summon his courage again. Morpheus fine. And, totally fine. You yeah. know what I mean? Every, everything else decimated, but this yeah. big dude sitting in the chair, totally <laughs> That's fine. That's my one yeah, part yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, how did you miss him the entire time? Uh, he snaps his cuffs, of course, and starts running. But as he does, and he makes, he tries to make the dive to the so helicopter. Good. One of the other agents barges in and shoots him through the calf. Uh, and Neo realizes that he's not going to make it. So what does he do? He jumps out after him. The two meet in the so middle, good. grab each other, slam into each other, and then hang from the helicopter as Trinity tries to pilot it away. But the helicopter takes a couple bullets, uh, and so it starts to go down. And there's another great shot. This whole sequence is like ten out of ten for me. But it's a great shot where he sees and he's like, okay, that that rooftop's close enough, and he drops. Morpheus onto it, who then tumbles and looks up as Neo drops onto another rooftop and then doesn't even hesitate. He does that cool fucking thing where he like wraps the the tie line around his arm and then starts like trying to literally pull the helicopter off as it goes off and catch the helicopter as and then Trinity just somehow is like, I this is my only hope, grabs the the cable and then shoots it as the helicopter smashes into and ripples the glass in this sort of like the biggest explosion ever recorded on film. Like yeah, it's so ridiculously epic. I love it. It's amazing. Um remember that one time I I ran into this the glass door? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I swear to you, I swear to you, that's what it looked like. It rippled for a second. <laughs> I swear. It was. It was beautiful. And at that point, I was like, I think Kevin might be the one. Uh, 
Morpheus says Trinity, do you believe it now, Trinity? And then Neo tries to say Morpheus, the Oracle, she told me. And then he goes, he lays it down exactly what you needed to hear. Neo, sooner or later, you're going to have to realize, just as I did, there's a difference between knowing the path and walking the path. Now, can I pause here? Absolutely. At, at this moment, again, in 1999, when we were talking about the whole Matrix and a Matrix stuff, I was convinced, oh, my God, this entire thing, this was all just a training program to get him to believe that he was the one. They're not even really in the real matrix mm -hmm. yet. This is just a test to see if he is the is the one and he quote unquote passes. So that's so that's what I'm thinking in this moment right now, which again, if that was true, would have just completely blown my mind. Damn. Um that that just blew my mind right there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. They call it that's right. Okay, they call it another exit, uh, where it's down at the subway station and more for the Morpheus exit first, but Trinity takes the opportunity to tell Neo something. She says, Everything the Oracle told me has come true, everything but this. And then of course a, a nearby person, a uh, homeless guy, uh, is watching it. He morphs into Agent Smith as Trinity picks up the phone and once again he pulls his gun out and shoots and she does that cool thing where she puts her hand on the glass one more time and the bullet just pierces through the phone and, and just blasts it to smithereens cutting Neo off from his uh, his only exit he starts to run at first but then stops himself and he looks over and he stands his ground and uh, I think it's Tank that says what is he doing and Neo and Morpheus says he's beginning, beginning to, believe. to believe so badass oh so my badass. god what Come on and yes. this fight is awesome notable moments and i think there's a piece of trivia here you probably have tim but notable moments hugo weaving taking fucking haymakers at at uh, uh uh neo and just knocking parts of this the the columns off just cement parts and i, I read a piece of trivia that they the prop master was like make sure you hit this part right here because it's breakaway brick and he goes okay cool and it wasn't and he broke Ooh. his hand <laughs> he just oh. he just put one through it was like uh okay well my hand's broken now uh but then i was i, I always love the part in this where neo throws a punch at him and he stops the punch and neo goes and like punches him <laughs> yeah, in, the in, the yeah. in his throat yeah. and he yeah. makes the <laughs> noise now this uh, was this was also another moment in that fight where you know he he, he kind of breaks the glasses and then he you know he takes them off and then that's that's when, you know, Agent Smith is like, I'm going to enjoy watching you die. Yeah. You're right. You know, so again, he shows emotion when he doesn't have the glasses on. Yeah. Uh, another great part, too, I think right before that, where Neo, he punches Neo back and Neo gets up and he does that like. Like pose. Yeah. And yeah. And yeah. He gives him the, and all that like dust. Yeah. Let's go. He gives him this dude. He gives him oh! the, the, let's go. Ah! Oh, so good. Uh, Smith throws Neo on the tracks. Of course, he just kind of gets the best of him as the train approaches. And he says, that's the sound of inevitability. Goodbye, Mr. Anderson. And Mr. Anderson says, my name is Neo. And then he it jumps is the most telegraphed the line of all time. And when yeah. it happens, we're all there. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> horribly delivered and i love it i couldn't love, I love it, love it dude. uh jumps him into the ceiling of course as the train hits him and you're like oh when you're in the theater you're like oh my god he killed an agent that's so cool and of course it's totally a red herring because the train stops and who gets off agent smith because dude, everyone in this so world cool. is an enemy and you're but like, see oh, this shit. is the thing is like this movie could have ended here and it wouldn't have been the most satisfying thing, but it could have ended here. It could have like had this moment, maybe a little bit of resolution or whatever. He beat the thing and like, oh, but there's more out there. We have to get him in the sequel. Mm -hmm. It doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. No, we get the rest of this fucking movie. Right. 
Uh, and the rest of the movie goes as follow up top a priority warning alert. Uh, is, the squids are coming. They're approaching Morpheus orders them to charge the EMP, uh, even though using it means certainly killing Neo because it'll it'll c- sever his connection. Uh, Neo steals a phone and talks to Tank for another exit as the agents morph all around him. I love how much fun they have in this scene. There's a moment where he runs through a building and he sees an old lady and then a knife hits and he looks back over and it's Agent Smith that's throwing the knife. And you're like, oh, my God, these guys can come anywhere. And this tension that this builds is so unbelievably palpable. Uh, of course, they get a red alert. The squids approach. And they start cutting through the hole. Uh, Neo heads up the fire escape. We hear the phone ringing as he heads straight for apartment 303. I don't know what the significance of 303 is. Uh, uh, I do. Okay, what is it? I, 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 I figured you'd know it. I didn't bother looking at Cu- it. A cu- couple things. Three. The when when you see the ones throughout, and this is just throughout the sequels, those are all things that signify Neo. When you see anything with a three, that's signifying Trinity, and mm. the significance of it at that very end. That is the same place that Trinity was at the beginning of the movie, because you even hear that Tank talk about that they just patched a line. Like in other mm. words, this was a line that was cut and was recently patched. That's how Smith knew where he was going. He was like, mm. I know exactly where he's going. I'm going to beat him there, and I'll be waiting mm. on him. That's Fuck, cool. this movie's good. That's mm. dope. And, of course, this is a great shot where he opens the door and just comes face to face with Agent Smith and his Desert Eagle. And Smith just pumps rounds into him and empties the clip point blank, yeah. killing Neo. We see his lifeless body slink down to the floor. Morpheus and Trudy watch as his vitals flatline back in the real world. Uh, and the agents check his pulse and says he's gone. And then Mr. Smith says, goodbye, Mr. Anderson, as a laser beam cuts got close to Trinity while she whispers into Neo's ear. I, I love this whole scene, too. She's just sitting there whispering, un, unfaltering, as these lasers are cutting around her from the hole. She says, Neo, I'm not afraid anymore. The Oracle told me that I would fall in love with that man, uh, and that man, the man that I love, would be the one. So you see, you can't be dead. You can't be because I love you. You hear me? I love you. And then she kisses Neo, and sparks literally fly behind her. And I love it. And Neo's yeah. vitals come back <laughs> to life. Of course, in The Matrix, Neo opens his eyes and she says, now get up. And the agents look oh, over so and they good. see him get up and they level their guns at him to open fire. And Neo just says, no, no. and stops Dude, the bullet right in their tracks. It, it's so fucking cool. But the Trinity thing, it's like, oh, I really wish that it was better. Because like, why, why would she love him? Explain okay. it. To I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't have moment. Expert. But I'll say this, because Carrie Ann Moss is such a good actor, and I think because they had such good chemistry, her and Keanu, I buy that she has affection for him at least. And I she, wish sells, they, she sells the material as best as she possibly she does. This scene is great. I just don't yeah. think, like, it's one of the few things I don't think is earned for the rest of the movie. I, I, I will say this, and, and, and I'm, I'm kind of with you, Tim, but I, I will say this. If you go back to the very beginning conversation she has with with Cypher, Cypher is kind of making fun of her. You you like watching him, don't you? In other words, yeah. she's been watching this guy for a long time. So it could almost be a thing of she had fallen in love with him okay. from afar. Mm-hmm. So okay, then when she right. finally gets to meet him, that kind of just seals the deal. I mean, if you want to try to make sense of it. I no, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I think that, that is right, but it just doesn't feel earned or yeah, justified. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, what are you going to do? They, they only A couple had more so much scenes time. between them could have helped. But Absolutely. I will say this. I dare you to sit in a room with Keanu Reeves and not fall in love with him. <laughs> exactly. True. Uh, of course, after they see this and the, the bullets are frozen in, in thin air, Tank asks how, and Morpheus responds. He is the one. Uh, we see the Matrix uh, again. Dude, we we, we see cut. his point of view. His point of view. And he sees the Matrix. And he's reading. Oh, my God. It's Could this be so cooler? Dope. I don't think so. Uh, and the, the, the music in that moment as well, like it, it crescendos up and then he is the one. And then, boom, you see him with the coat. Oh, it's so good. 
so so yeah. good. And then uh, we get another square off here. But this time it goes differently. Agent Smith runs over to him and tries to strike him, but Neo parries with ease. I'll also just getting to the point where he's like, so cool. I'm going to flex on this guy a little bit. Leaves it to one hand. Yeah. Like takes a step back and just leaves it to one hand and be like, oh, this is really easy now. Uh, and then just des- just punches him, decimates him, and then runs into him, through him, into him, and becomes him, and then just and then blows him apart in blinding white light. The cries cracks him down the center, blows him apart, and then does this cool thing where he goes... And as he breathes out, the world around him ripples, literally yeah. ripples. And as he looks up at the other agents who go, fuck this, and they just bounce. Yeah, well. <laughs> they just bounce. Like, we're not gonna, we're not gonna get our programming deleted. Uh two squids. Didn't of course, love break. I I love the breathing and I love that. I didn't really love the him going and him to make him explode. It just felt a, a little bit weird. I I think it was a mistake that they later try to incorporate into things, but I like it only because it shows that he has such a mastery of it. Because that's that is the, the agent's power is to be able to morph and, and take over yeah. other people's bodies and basically kill them, right? Or or use them for however much they want. So I thought that was his, like, level up on that power. Like, I'm so powerful, I can I can corrupt a program and delete it basically whenever I want, which is like lines of code from the Matrix, which is cool. Yeah, but um, jumping physically into someone no, isn't as was, cool as, yeah. like, teleporting into them. No, but that's true. That effect, they could have done something better with that. And I'm sure we'll see something different in the newer ones. But, uh, of course, two squids break through the hole and trimming screens for Neo, who heads toward the ringing phone. Out of time, Morpheus presses the button in the EMP, and a massive electrical pulse turns everything off. Then Neo, of course, has made it out. He wakes up, and he kisses Trinity. And we cut to another DOS prompt and hear Neo's words this time over the phone. The seemingly endless lines of code stop, and a, and a systems failure error message appears on screen. And we get the ending monologue with the wonderful soundtrack here where it says, I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you, a world without rules and control, without borders and boundaries, a world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. And as he hangs up the phone, the fucking best Rage Against the Machine song ever made kicks in, and then he steps out, looks directly at the camera, looks up, and it just has a cool, it's that cool cut where it cuts to wide, and then it cuts to super wide. As you hear a crack ring through the air, and you see him just fly toward the camera as Zach De La Rocha just screams, come on, and it ends. Boom. Roll the credits. You cannot put it in the comments. What, what movie ends better than that right there? Zero. I mean, it's insane, dude. Like, it, it's it. so insane. And it, this is another thing that was earned. They talk about flying earlier. And it's like to see him fly at the end of this, it is like they've just done such a good job of showing him see the Matrix, showing him fight with one hand. Like, he literally does the jump in explosion thing. And then he fucking flies at the end. Like, they somehow found a way to up this movie. We all ready were like, yo, it's a 10. Dude. And then this final scene, you're just like, motherfucker can fly now? Yeah. What? Yeah. I remember watching this in theaters being like, all right, that was a lot. That was a little too much. But I yeah, I, I, I was like, like that. that might be a little too much. That might be a little bit too I much. I love it. But I mean, it's wow, fucking wow, cool. Wow, Suddenly, he's God. Superman. Yeah. It's, it makes sense, right? And of course, we're going to see that later in movies. But that is The Matrix 1. They love to see it. Nick, hit me with the haiku and review, please. Seven syllables in the middle. You got five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to sweat it. Haikus, they don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. Let's talk about the matrix. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your review in haiku form, just like Dan Golden Spider did. Neo has a boring job. 
Morpheus says red pill or blue. Reveal the true reality. Blackjack says the matrix has you. Remember, there is no spoon. The one breaks on through. And then, of course, we have... Uh, oh, no, wait. Sorry, one sec. Jeremy Zuccarello write it in saying Neo is the one and he needs guns. Lots of guns. Matrix. So much fun. Zade Wilson says red pill or blue pill. Truth or comfort. But I ask. Okay, no low stops. And Matt Bauer says follow the rabbit. You will see red or blue pill or what will be. So damn cool. So damn cool. cool. Yeah. Now hit me with that ragu bagu. Bagu. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Rad Guys Talk Bad Guys here for the Matrix series right now. Where are we go? I guess we'll just throw Agent Smith and the Machines, I suppose, are the bad guys in this that one. Sounds like a dope band. Yeah, Agent yeah. Smith and the Agent Machines. machines. Love, what what are they called? Up, Squiddies? The Squids. I, lo- yeah, I love that. Those, I, yeah. mm-hmm. I just looked up as Kevin brought out his heavy metal hair. I was like, I that sounds it, like Kev, cool by the band. way. That is amazing. <laughs> so we'll put them at number one, I think, for right now. Uh, and we'll see where they rank later. Absolutely. And then, of course, ranking the movies, this one is number one. I'll be shocked if it moves, but we'll have to wait and see. Like I said, next week, we're coming back with The Matrix Reloaded. Andy Cortez will be joining us, giving us all of his thoughts uh, as well on this movie and that movie. Very exciting stuff. Paris, thank you for joining us for this. It's going to be course. super fun having you for the rest of these. I, I'm really excited to to get your thoughts on uh, on two and three because I know Ooh, the I world might not say. be high on them. But I think I, from what I hear, you you – you have some some positive things to say, right? Some. Okay, Not good. A lot, we have some positive some. things. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I want to get educated. I want to learn. Uh, until next week, Nick, what do you got for me? Whoa. Thank you. <laughs>